Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Dave, it is time for your trivia question about the show. I am Dave. so excited. All right. Here is I your love trivia, trivia Ready? Dave. Yes. Uh, we've been friends for years and years and years. 28. Not No, that's not the question and not even the correct answer. Uh, but here is the question. What is my wife's first and last name? Your wife Leslie wears first? Yes, Dave, that is correct. Hey. Awesome. Do you know her middle name? Is it... Uh, Schmesley? No, that is not correct. Uh, it is Dylan. You shouldn't have known it though. That, that, uh, yeah, how would I know that? I don't think many people know. You my don't think it would be name. weird if I knew your wife's middle name? No, I don't think it would be weird. Yeah, why would it be? I think it was just as fine as you knowing her full name, and I'm glad you know her name. So I wasn't is actually Schmesley? sure if you'd know the answer to that question, Dave. How, what do you mean? What kind of? How, why are you unsure? Dave, you didn't know what color this this the seats were we sat in in the studio. Well, we were... that's different. That's different. The it, seats it didn't is. make it. You're right. Uh, you, you know, think everybody about those out there, way too much, you know that? Everybody out there, please uh, check us out at unseemlyquestions.com and at Six Unseemly on all social media. Let's get this right. started. Six Unseemly Questions! Welcome to Six Unseemly Questions. I am your host, Victor Barnato. This is my sidekick, Dave Rosinski. We've got a great contestant on the show today. Please put a chance together for Kate Willett. Yeah! Hello. Welcome, welcome. Um, also on the show, as our studio audience, we have Ben Katzner and Nick Vatterot. Thanks for coming oh, yeah. to the show. Well, uh, welcome back. Audience. You guys are great. All right. I guess I'll just put that out there and no response. Okay. Uh, <laughs> hey, I, I, I just get so excited I wind up getting shy. <laughs> Don't be shy. Kate, I'm going to tell you how the show works, and then we're going to get started. These are the rules. I'm going to ask you six unseemly questions. At the end of each question, I will ring a bell if I like your answer like this. However, if I do not like your answer, I will not ring a bell, and I'll tell you why. Regardless of how many bells you get at the end of the show, we'll decide whether or not it's worth giving you five whole dollars for being on the show. Are you ready for question number one? Yes. All right. Question number one. Is your cat a quarantine kitten? I have two cats and they're both quarantine kittens. You got two cats over the pandemic? Yeah, so at the cat rescue, they if you want to adopt a kitten, they actually make you adopt two kittens. They um, force you? They won't let you take one? No, because kittens... Did you want one and they're in, or did you come looking for two? I, I wanted one. I wanted to adopt one kitten, but you have to adopt them in pairs um, so that they're not too lonely when they're little babies. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then, how, and but you were fine with that? You weren't like, you didn't fight them on it? No, because two kittens is not that much more work than one cat. Like, you know, <laughs> all the food's in the same place, same box. If anything, mm. they keep each other company. So, yeah. They don't, they, don't, they don't have separate bedrooms in your apartment? No, no. They're just, you know, it's it's actually nice for them. They all hang out and, you know, it's mm. it's cute. 
Yeah. Well, uh, I have a quick follow-up question. So when you got your uh, two quarantine kittens, uh, did it give you the uh, desired result? Yeah, honestly, uh, I definitely think that it helped with the loneliness of quarantine a lot. Uh, just having a little, little tiny buddies that uh, cuddle you and cause <coughs> trouble around the apartment is, is it brightens your day. <laughs> and what are their names? Albert and Pearl. Oh, Albert and Pearl. All right. You know what? I'm going to say Bell on that question. Oh, yeah. Because I, too, have a quarantine kitten. Aww. All right. Uh, it is time for uh, question number two. But before we do that, can you tell people out there what you do? So I am a stand-up comedian and I'm also a, an author. I have a mm-hmm. new audiobook out called Dirtbag Anthropology that is available for free with any Audible subscription. So that's what I do. Write stuff and tell jokes. Uh, what's the name of your book again? called Dirtbag Anthropology. Dirtbag Anthropology. And it's audio, but is, is it also written as well or just audio? It's just audio because it has like interviews and it kind of a, some podcast elements to it as well. Does it have Does it have pictures so Victor can follow? No, it has no pictures, but I have, uh, some, I have interviews in there with, <laughs> with a bunch of really interesting people. Margaret Cho is in there. W. Kamau Bell is in there. It's, oh, nice. it's a fun book. All right. Sounds fun. That does. It sounds awesome. All right. It's time for question number two. Question number two. What are your special skills? Special skills. Um, okay. Uh, I think that I'm, I'm weirdly good at cooking. Um, weirdly. Yeah. Like after this year, I just, I cooked so many things that I'm actually like way better at it than I should be as a comedian you know like I mm-hmm. <laughs> I make shit that's like really delicious just because I had a lot of uh, free time on my hands what's I your specialty like, um I really like making risotto I like making different really nice soups uh I like uh making different kinds of pasta um I don't I know feel like a lot of comedians consider themselves good cooks Really? I feel like when I was a comedian before the quarantine, I was just like, I was surviving on pizza, you know, because it was just like getting mm-hmm. in between sets, you know, just whatever I could eat the fastest. Let's see. Let's see. First of all, how let's uh, let's test this out. So we have four comedians here, all uh, besides yourself uh, that are men. And how many of us do you think are good cooks? Is this my question? No, I, yeah, I'm asking you. Yeah, I'm asking you your opinion. This is not one of your six questions, but this is just an opinion question that I'm asking you to to uh, find out if I'm going to give you the bell. I would go with two of four. Two <laughs> of four. All right, so we're gonna canvas the room and find out. I will answer first. I am a terrible cook, and I not even I don't even try to be a good cook. Terrible. What do you? How about you, Dave? Okay, I um I was uh pretty bad before the pandemic, but then I started um cooking a little and i was you know i got pretty good at it but i've completely given up on it so i'm back to being bad oh that answer could have been way shorter okay nick uh what are you how about you are you a good cook oh no absolutely terrible i Mm, mean all right i just used my oven the pen the i am a better cook uh like kate said after the pandemic (laughs) but now i'm i'm reaching that like i i know how an oven works now Thanks. <laughs> that helps. How about you, Ben? Uh, you can eat my chili, but don't eat anything else I make. I'm 
terrible. I, okay. That's all four knows. Zero <laughs> out of four. Well, I was a little <laughs> optimistic then. <laughs> yeah, I guess you were. So no bell. Uh, no bell for you on that. You're way off. It was absolutely none of us are good cooks. Um, now it is time for question number three. Question number three. What's too raunchy? Too raunchy? Yes. I don't think anything is too raunchy. I think it just depends on like, you know, why, why you're saying it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I think if your motivation is just to gross people out, that I mean, that's fine. But it's not. I never say anything just to gross people out. Like, there. No, I totally. I get out. that. I mean, I mean, you you're a self-described raunchy comedian. Yeah, I mean, I think like the. I mean, I guess like for me, if I tell a joke that has something raunchy in it, it's like because it, it highlights something about the situation, right? Like it's not just to like make people be like, ew, you know, but I think that's that's fine too. So I guess I would say nothing is, is too raunchy. That's not really like- Nothing is too raunchy as long as there's a purpose. Yeah. Right. What do you, what do you, uh, what did the other comedians here think? Well, what about you, Nick and Ben? Well, is there my, anything that's too raunchy? My initial thought was, yeah, if it's long as I think raunchy for raunchy's sake is too raunchy, but raunchy that serves another purpose is just the right raunch. Got it. So we agree, more or less. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it seems like you two agree. What about you, Ben? What do you think? I mean, I just haven't even heard the word raunchy in such a long time that I'm having fun with this part of it. Uh, I will say, I, I, I agree with Nick and Kate. I think everything you said is correct. Kate, I also never considered you a raunchy comedian i didn't know that was like how we should be is that how i should be thinking of you as a comic? i mean if you read a re someone website else, <laughs> someone else put that in my bio like <laughs> someone else like i asked them to write a thing to describe my comedy and i hadn't really thought about it because i guess i just like accepted yeah that sounds true because I, I do a lot of sex jokes you know well that's sure. cool that's cool that uh victor made you self-conscious about it now well, I don't feel self-conscious, but I wonder if that's like true anymore. But I yeah, guess, let's so, think about it in depth now. Yeah, I guess. And uh, fire that person who wrote I your do, bio. I do have a lot of sex jokes. I feel like that's what raunchy was a euphemism for. In my case, in particular, gotcha. Lots of sexual humor. I used to be addicted to telling really disturbingly raunchy jokes, but with no swearing. So, like jokes where you would just it would just conjure up a horrible image in people's heads. Um, I don't know why. Uh, and that is really not helpful for this conversation, but I just wanted to bring it up. Clean ranch, family friendly ranch. <laughs> family. I, he, he's friendly talking ranch. about his fart jokes, of course. <laughs> I am not talking about my fart jokes. My fart or jokes are beautiful. He's saying whatever. Um, all right, I'm going to say Bell on that question, and I'll tell you nice. why. Uh, because we discovered a lot about where the line is for ranch. Which is, basically there's no line as long as uh as long as it's funny as long as it's good <laughs> and funny all right uh now it is time for question number four question number four how quickly would you die in a horror movie i think i would die like first because i'm very slutty you know they always fill <laughs> up the slutty ones first yeah because you're i mean, I mean just, good point they go not, into the rooms or somewhere alone so you're not even evaluating your skill to like plan or fight or anything or hide just like just because you're slutty you think you would die 
Well, that's how it works. Like there's always the, the, the slutty girl is always the person who dies first in, in the horror movie. Um, mm. It's like it's like a different form of slut shaming. I mean, as a black man, I would say that it's uh, the black guy who dies first in the horror movie. That was my thought. I wasn't sure if I could interject, but I was a little I was questioning that. Oh, yeah, I you're feel, totally welcome. I feel like it's one or the other. Those are always the first two. The order can vary, but yes. But it's the worst for black sluts. We can all agree on that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, they're they're, they're done first. Yeah. But absolutely. I mean, the, the, that is, you know, it is definitely true that like the people who make it to the end of the horror movie, like the people who live a long time, it's always, it is always a white girl who is not mm-hmm. slutty. You yeah. Know? The white virgin every time. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it's the only person that lives in these freaking movies anymore. Yes. So, by horror movie <laughs> rules, you feel like you'll die early. Oh, unquestionably. I also use drugs sometimes. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. That's right. So you're just like a total like lost cause. So they would just like, you would die just because you don't uh, adhere to more moralistic value. Yeah, exactly. Got it. All right. Uh, you know what? I'm going to give you a bell because I, I don't know how slutty you are, but I'm just going to take your word for it. Okay. All right. Uh, now it is time for question number five. Uh, question number five. Are there people in your family funnier than you? Not intentionally. Um, <laughs> Not I intentionally? Cousin, I have a cousin who's into QAnon. Um, it's funny Yikes. in a laughing at kind of way. Uh-huh. Um, I have a... Uh, yeah, my dad is pretty funny, but not on purpose. My dad is like, he read, uh, like, you know, a lot of books on like business communication so everything he says is like just overly professional he'd be like Victor Varnado it's really nice to meet you how's your day going Victor and like he just he talks like a business robot and it's very funny but not on purpose so no I would say I'm the only person in my family that's intentionally funny Mm -hmm. but there are people who are uh funnier than me without trying to be and these are the business robots you speak of. Well, I think you know I have, I have a lot of uh, <laughs> I got I got a lot of like religious family members, mm-hmm. um, like religious robots. You know, I didn't mean to call my dad a robot. I just mean like he's he communicates in like business professional language, like in all situations. No, like, it's it's <laughs> totally cool. Victor's a robot. Don't worry about it. I am but, not uh, a robot. He is incredible. I am not a robot. You hear how he talks? Like a robot. I will say this. I will say this. In my family, there are definitely people that are funnier than me on purpose, but they just don't know how to perform or hone what they have. Like my sister and my mother are extremely funny people, but they have no idea how to hone their hilariousness. So they'll never they'll never hold a candle to me as a performer, but just in general being funny people there. I feel like that's a, that's true for a lot of comics, but Maybe not for you, obviously. Uh, does anybody else have family members that are funnier than them? I got no? a clown in my family. That doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually, in fact, most of the time when people say they're clowns, I assume they're not funny. <laughs> so you just assume it's a sad clown? Because they uh, have those. Yeah, they I mean, I, I know a lot of clowns, okay? I used to date quite a few clowns. I took a few clown courses <laughs> and then finally abandoned clown training. <laughs> Yo, it sounds like you're of the you're, other clowns. It sounds like you're clown bragging in the show. <laughs> Does it? Yeah. You, know, you dropped a lot of clown names. I noticed that Nick, who seems very clowny, got very quiet. Because you brought up a sensitive topic for him. 
Yeah, it sounds like you're not taking your cloning seriously. <laughs> you're correct. All right, so uh, I'm going to say uh, no, Bell, because you're not like me and have funnier family members than yourself who are funny on purpose. Uh, and because I feel alone, no bell for you. All right. Um, it is time for question number six, Kate. Question number six. What's your end game? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> My end game? That yes, makes what's your like end game? Okay, I'm trying to think about how to answer that question because the first the first thing that comes to mind is like what's what you know what is my end game with like comedy or what do I want to be doing with my career or whatever, uh, but then I it also could be interpret interpreted more like uh, you know what's your whole thing as a person what is um, you know what are you kind of uh, moving towards yeah um, you know I guess. I'm, I, I don't think I'm really, I'm not like a person with an, an agenda, I think enough, even in like situations where one is, is required, I tend to be a little bit like flexible and mm -hmm. gullible. I don't have an end game really a lot of the time. And if anything, I, I sometimes end up going, going for the ride. Uh, so I would say that my end game at this point is to like, I don't know, have, have a, have a happy life that is uh, creative and fulfilled and full of human connection, but that's right. harder, harder than it seems because I know. you have to stay on track, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's hard to find human connection. I mean, I mean, I see that you've been doing it, but you ended up with cats instead. So. <laughs> well, there, was a, there was a boyfriend here originally that I adopted the cats with, but he had a different end game. So, oh no, way. were you were you one of those couples that uh, ended during the pandemic? Yeah, we started and ended during the pandemic. Oh, you yeah. started during the pandemic too? Yeah. Like how far in? Right away. Day like, two. We went on a, we went on like a couple dates before the pandemic, and then like by the third date, we were already like shacked up and quarantining together. Mm -hmm. You know. Was I that mean, your end game at the time, Kate? Well, you, uh, I think that was a relationship where we didn't really think a lot about what our end game was, you know, in the yeah. in the beginning. And then we were like, because it was just like the world was ending, right? So we're like, oh my god, like we have to like not get the coronavirus. But then, because we were a little bit into it, we we're like, oh my gosh, like we actually want like totally different things. So yeah. So it sounds like you started game. off you started off clinging together because you thought the world was going to end, but when you found out no, the world's just going to be shitty, then you're like, "Do I want to spend this time with you?" <laughs> well, it, you know, I think there's many things that are uh, many people that can be you know, enjoyable to spend time with. That it turns out that there's you know one reason or another that you would not be able to, you know, live with that person for the rest of your life. You know? and, so, and, when and you that's what the cats are for. Yes. <laughs> and here we are, full circle, talking about the cats again. <laughs> yes, Dave. Way to do the exact same joke I did a minute ago. Would now, you do you, cats? were you living with the same, per were you living in the same apartment you're in now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he moved in with you? He moved in with me at the beginning of quarantine and then stayed until things mm. kind of opened back up a little bit in the summer. And then mm -hmm. we hung out and I have two roommates too that moved in because um, my original roommates at the beginning of the pandemic, they both went back to their states of origin, mm -hmm. respectively. And 
uh, yeah, so we I, we actually we started a relationship by like living together for a few months, which was an interesting interesting way of doing it for sure. I don't know if I could recommend, but it was it was definitely like a, a nice thing to to happen at the beginning of uh, beginning of the pandemic. All right. All right, I'm going to say Bell on that question. I'll tell you why. It's because the original answer was great, but then the secondary story about the pandemic love was also good. Very entertaining, Kate. Thank you. Oh, thank you. All right. Uh, You've answered all six questions, Kate. Now it's time to decide whether or not you get $5. But before we do that, can you tell people out there where they can find you? So I'm on Twitter at Kate Willett with two L's and two T's on Instagram, Kate.Willett. And you can check out my audiobook, Dirtbag Anthropology on Audible. All right. Wonderful. All right. So, Kate, it's time to decide whether or not you get $5. We're going to canvas the room. What do you think, Dave? Should Kate get $5? I say we give it to her. Any reason? <laughs> do I really, do I have to say one? No. All right. I say we give it to her because of the uh, the cat's story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because of the cat story. Uh, ben, what do you think? Should Kate get $5? I think Kate should get the $5. She bared her soul on here. She talked about her raunchiness, sluttiness, her pandemic breakup, everything... I know more about Kate than I've known in like years. So this is, I'm, she deserves the money as far as I'm concerned. I hear you. I hear you. Very uh, convincing, Ben. I'm with great. you. Uh, what do you think, Nick? Should Kate get $5? You know, I, I, I went through a pandemic relationship and I tell you the same, we were complete opposites. You know, I, I wear a mask. She was an anti-masker, you know, <laughs> I believed in COVID. She thought COVID was a hoax. <laughs> I, I was in love with her. She uh, does. She doesn't. She's never met me. I, I mean, it, it was all did not work out. I'll just say that. So I think she. I. I have sympathy for her situation. All right. Uh, so he says that you should get five dollars, but most of his reasoning was based on fantasy. All right, uh, <laughs> Rebecca, uh, our producer, why don't you come on up and tell us what do you think? Should Kate get five dollars? Absolutely, she should get the five dollars. Um, because if you don't give it to her, it's slut shaming. Yes, what <laughs> is it? Yep, um, got, got it with logic. Wow, okay, <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, so Kate, what do you think? Uh, should you get five dollars? I've got two small cats to feed, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> I might say I might argue she deserves ten dollars because, uh, by the way, best cat salesman ever. You need two. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I do not want to slut shame. So, Kate, you're definitely going to get five dollars. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, you. And you're a great guest on the show. Dave, can Victor. you tell us what you learned from this week's show? Well, we uh, we went over the order in the horror movies, and of course it was sluts, and we, we learned a lot about slut shaming and don't do it. Great, Dave. <laughs> that is great. I think don't you do should it. put that in quotes and engrave it on stone. Um, all right, so uh, everybody else out there, please check us out at unseemlyquestions.com and six unseemly on all social media. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Stop it.
Productions a podcast <clears throat> a podcast network Hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 